0: The <laughs> cat listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber
1: and Cordell Stewart.
2: Let's continue to dissect the fallout from Sunday Night Football with one of the best in the business, David Carr, former NFL quarterback. Check him out on NFL Total Access, 6 Eastern tonight. NFL Network, and you set for Monday Night Football. David, we appreciate you taking the time, so let's go back to last night. Once the Patriots jumped out to that 17-0 lead and the fog came in at Gillette Stadium, it felt like the game was effectively over. No shame, certainly, in losing to New England on the road but what do you think the Falcons biggest issues are this year
0: well I mean honestly watching that game I couldn't help but feel frustrated as a quarterback and just talking about it a little bit with you know some family and friends and kind of looking at the situation Matt Ryan was the NFL MVP last year and it's not like he went out in the offseason and didn't have anything to focus him up I mean they, they went down and, and got beat by the Patriots in the Super Bowl and you would think that that would motivate him even more. So I look at it from a player perspective and they if they're not the same team, they're a better team on paper. And the only the only thing that's changed is the is the play calling and the offensive coordinator. And that's the hard part because, you know, as a player you do everything you can to prepare and to go out and you want you want a little redemption. You're going back up, you're playing the team that you know, everybody we see the twenty eight to three signs everywhere. I mean it's it's everywhere. Um, we got to go have a good showing, and so I have a hard time believing that this team, from a player standpoint, I mean, you see Julio Jones, just the anger in which he took that ball away from Butler in the end zone at the end of the game. I mean, these guys are these guys are a proud group. They're a good football team, and right now, for whatever reason, it's not clicking on the offensive side of the ball. And the only variable that's that's any different is is Sarkeesian being there. And and I don't think that he's a bad play caller. I, I think that if you think back, um, you know, to when Kyle Shanahan was just getting started with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, you know, forever was a guy, you know, that liked to liked to be in the line of scrimmage, was in a lot of three-wide single tight end, single back, called a lot of it from the from the line of scrimmage himself. And Kyle Shanahan came in and he started doing some bootlegs and changing the scheme up a little bit. There were a lot of questions. And it took a little bit of time. It took an entire offseason for them to kind of come together and make something happen. And we saw what they did last year. Um, pretty much an, an all-time high as far as just offensive football. I mean, they were... That's probably something Atlanta might not ever see again. What they were doing last year. Now they still have the same players, so that's where the frustration lies. And you want to see that happen right away, you know. But you kind of have to ask yourself, okay, where, where are we? What 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 can we really do this year? And really, all we have right now is is a little bit of patience to see if Sarkisian can figure this thing out before before it's too late. Because they are a talented football team. It would be a shame to have this this football team go out there. You know, honestly, I think the defense played okay. I mean, you're in you're in New England. That could have that got into the 40s easily with the way the offense has played uh, yesterday. So I, I don't think the defense is, is to be blamed. I think that it's just they got to find some rhythm and some consistency on offense, and you got to get those playmakers involved, and you just got to find a way to finish drives. And that's, that's, pretty, much, that's pretty much where they're at.
1: Well, getting the playmakers involved and in, and in, in, in making plays, uh, that, that's the big part because there were a couple times in the end zone when missing Sanu, uh, when missing Julio Jones, yep. when they were open. You know those touch throws you have to make in the – in the right corner of the end zone, they just weren't made, in the play yep. caller, you know, cannot make those plays for you, Dave. But if sure. you talk about a, a a quarterback that makes some plays, um, and that for right and as of right now, no excuses are being made. That's out there in that part of the country you're in right now with the LA Rams, uh, the young kid and Jared Goff. I mean, how good is he actually playing right now, and and how much you're buying into? the notion that now having a new coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, a matter of fact, even head coach, Sean McVay, as well as Wade Phillips, is now actually turning it completely around, opposite of what we're seeing with Atlanta.
0: Well, just being out here and, and uh, obviously I'm sitting right over here by you know, Culver City, I mean, and you're in Los Angeles, and you just wish this would have been the Rams that they brought last year, you know, because, man, it would have been it would have been fantastic to have this arrive here and for this up-tempo, exciting offense led by a young head coach. And, you know, you got a, a number one draft pick in, in Jared. You wish that would have been here last year. We don't have that. What we have is a team that looked pretty pretty rough last year, and now Sean has come in and he's given them life. You know, talking to Kirk Cousins uh, in the offseason, saw him at the Super Bowl in Houston, and I just asked him about Sean um, just because, you know, he's, he's coming out here, he's going to be a head coach. What do, you, what do you expect from the guy? And Kirk told me in the elevator, he said, I, I'm going to miss him big time. He's a fantastic coach. Jared is blessed to have that guy call and play. So that made me feel good coming from another quarterback. And then now, now that we've watched them the first couple of weeks, and I still hear people, and it's natural to kind of be cautiously optimistic about this football team, but, you know, I, I just see them getting stronger each week. And, you know, defensively, obviously, they're going to be nails. It's going to take a while, you know, the changeover from, you know, from the front they've played last year now to where they are now with Aaron Donald, trying to find a place for him. And I think they're coming into their own. They played pretty good um, uh, last week. And so I think that offensively, it's exciting to watch it. You know, it's not just trying to find a way to get, you know, Tavon Austin, the ball 20 different ways. It's everybody is involved and, you know, five or six guys are, are rushing the football. You got seven or eight guys touching the ball and catching passes, you know, each week. So, it's exciting, and Jared's playing with a ton of confidence, and as you know, if you got confidence, your play caller is going to get you in the right position, you can let it rip, and and that's what he's done this year, and there's not been any questions about his, his arm strength or his ability to make throws in this league. That's all kind of gone away, too, and it's amazing what happens when you get a guy that, that you feel confident in it's from a play caller standpoint is going to send you in. A play that's going to, you know, it's going to highlight what you can do and highlight the, the talents that you have around you. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. I'm excited to see them going forward.
2: Rams five and two heading into their bye week. Taking you around the league with David Carr, NFL Network. Check him out tonight. NFL Total Access six Eastern. Getting you fully lined up for Monday Night Football. David, go back to last year. Matt Moore held the Dolphins together when Ryan Tannehill went down. Could Moore do the same thing this year if Jay Cutler misses some time with the rib injury?
0: I think so. You know, I was I was actually in Carolina when. Matt left Dallas to come uh, play with the Panthers, and I uh, was there for his first start. I actually got hurt. He came into a game in New Orleans. I came back in the game and ended up winning, but from the very first time I saw him step on the field, the guy's fearless and uh, he's a good friend. He's a great football player. I think that he can definitely hold his own there. We saw what happened yesterday when he went in. I mean, There was a little bit of a spark, and this isn't to say that people don't want Jay Cutler in or the team is not confident in what Jay Cutler can do, because I think they've actually been playing some decent football the last couple weeks, but you, know, you just saw the energy level bump up, and Matt is not afraid to throw the ball down the field and take chances. Now, can he get you in some situations where he might turn it over a couple times? Yeah, maybe, but he can also make some big time throws and big plays. And he's an experienced guy; he's been around for a long time. So, I have no—I'm not—I'm not nervous about Matt going in there and, and taking this thing over. I think that they're going to play excellent football. I don't see any drop off happening. Um, honestly, if they weren't going to sign Jay Cutler, uh, I thought they were going to be just fine with Matt. You know, after Ryan Tannehill's injury, so. Uh, you're kind of right where you thought you'd be anyway, if you weren't able to sign Jay. So I think that they're just fine, and they're, and they're starting to get a little bit of a role. And I think if you hear and you listen to the players, you know what they're talking about down there. I think they feel like they've been, they've gone through a lot of adversity, and it's made them closer. And they feel like it's just them against everybody else. They don't think that you know everybody else doesn't think they have a chance. So I think that you know there's a lot to be said for that too. So it'll, it'll be interesting to watch this team go forward as well.
1: When speaking of a chance, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh... I picked him to win the division from the beginning, but Aaron Rodgers is not in. We saw Hundley yesterday struggle not being able to throw over 90 yards in a passing game. How much are you buying Minnesota even more now if you thought of them or didn't before uh, having a chance to win this NFC North division?
0: Yeah. When you, when you look at it and then you got the Chicago bears, you know, they don't even throw the ball 10 times. And I mean, that's great. And you can win games like that. I saw and I saw John Fox do that in Denver with, with Tebow. They went three straight games where he I don't know that he threw it over, you know, eight or nine times. And they found a way to win. Can you can you win a division like that? I don't know. Maybe. And uh they're gonna try and do that in Chicago. But Minnesota is just on, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I really like I really like what they're what they're doing. Um I think I think they still have, you know, McKinnon can still make some plays at running back. He's a he's a spark, a guy that I think can be a pretty good football player. Uh, obviously losing Dalvin Cook is hard. But uh, if you can get Sam back and healthy, I think uh, with the defense, you know, getting after the quarterback to Everson Griffin, I mean, the guy's uh, a monster. I mean, he's just, he can get a sack whenever he wants to. It seems like they're going to have to find a way to really focus on taking him out of game plans because he's he's been ruining football games the last last few weeks. So I think the strength of Minnesota's defense, when I look around that, that division, I don't see another defense like that. I know it's not in Green Bay. Green Bay's strength was their quarterback. And right now, you know, Brett Hundley can only do so much. He's just not, I don't think he's, He's going to be able to overcome a lot of the holes that they have on that football team, uh, kind of like what Aaron can do. So, And, and Aaron was doing everything he could and, and still still weren't quite there yet. So I think it's going to be an uphill battle for them. And then you don't know what to get out of Detroit. I was optimistic early on, um, but right now it's kind of shaky. So I think Minnesota's looked pretty solid on defense. And then offensively, it's going to have to be another year where you try and create some offense, try and find a way to get some guys healthy and make some plays. But I think Minnesota's the team to beat.
2: David, as always, we appreciate the insights. Thanks so much for joining us again today here on the NFL on TuneIn.
0: You got it. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn.
2: 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown!
0: The National Football League is on TuneIn.